What if the Len Bias story is about University of Maryland phenom, who was the second pick of the 1986 draft, who went to the Celtics and just two days later had one of the most tragic and shocking deaths in sports history. The podcast investigates how Bias's death changed the trajectory of NBA history, sparked America's cocaine panic, and made a lasting impact on the world of sports and far beyond. Check out What If the Len Bias Story on the Book of Basketball 2.0 feed on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes has arrived in IMAX. What a wonderful day! This summer, one movie event will reign. It is our time. They stole my village. I know where they're taking your clan. Bend for your king. Never. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. I was traveling internationally last year. I was in Mallorca. I didn't know the island well. I said, let me head to the north, head towards the water. Let me go on Hotels.com and see what they have available. Something preferably on the beach, maybe even a gym. Not only did I get those things, there was a kid's session with exercise, gymnastics in the water, pony rides, a train. It had everything, and I didn't even want any of those things. But at least I knew they were there just in case I changed my mind. And now finding the perfect hotel has never been easier thanks to the Hotels.com app. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly, right, all-inclusive or a relaxing spa weekend, you can find exactly what you need and compare hotel prices, ratings, and amenities side by side. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app. All right, guys, Sports Cards Nonsense, Monday edition, back at home after that train wreck of a live show. We have breaking news. I don't know what the news... Do you want to share what, what's going on with you? I don't even know what's going on with me. I know that Dell decided they wanted to realign people in their jobs. Did you get demoted? And what it, no, if anything, what it means is I am that much more enthusiastic about growing the podcast to moving out of Dell uh, completely. You cannot see this, but Jesse is, this is probably the angriest you get. Is that safe to say? Uh, Where, like, I'm still talking? Yeah, that's fair. Before I just shut down and go quiet. So we're recording 15 minutes late because Jesse had something to do with Dell, and this is apparently was not a good meeting. It was, it's a ridiculous thing. Um, and Do you want to name you know? names? I don't because I until I do officially decide to to leave, I would like to keep that job. So, oh, boy, I'm going to be I'll tell you right now, I'm going to be extra nice today. I think you did fantastic in Chicago. I'm going to carry you like a small child today. I'm prepared to do it. I've got one or two one liners and then everything else is on your shoulders. That's fair. All right. Here's a preview. Here's a rundown. First off, we are going to do a huge trade week last week. We didn't talk about anything because we're at the show, the national. So we're going to talk a whole bunch of the trades, the hobby implications of all that uh, NBA, ton of MLB stuff. It was insane. Chicago Cubs basically decided they were just done playing baseball, traded away the whole team. <laughs> um, we're going to break down the national kind of the trends, what we saw, excuse me, the nationals. I apologize. Yes. Thank you. Uh, we got a couple, uh, one new release this week. Um, we're resurrecting something this week. I don't know. About time. I'm, I'm so hoping excited. that cheers you up. I'm so uh, excited. So there's your rundown. Then we got mailbag at the end. First and foremost, the live show, just so we can be very clear. Let's just put it out there. There will never be an episode that horrible again. Ronick did as good as he could with the sound. It was <laughs> brutal. We got up there as soon as we, first of all, we got cut from 60 to 30 minutes, which I was already angry about. Then we get up there. We open up our laptops to start 
show prep, get our notes ready to go, zero internet. The plug I was plugged into didn't even work, so my internet, my, my laptop was useless. I have never frozen after 10 minutes like I did up. It was horrible. So if you listen to the show Thursday, uh, Friday, let me just tell you right now, I would like to apologize to everybody in your family you took time <laughs> away from to do that. There will never be a live podcast like that again unless circumstances are perfect. Let me go and I would like to, I'm going to turn a positive note here. I will say this. The podcast, a live performance may happen again. It will never be a podcast. That's though. correct. We'll do live shows again. We'll some do of these a live show. Shows. Yep. And the audience, I think, will be more. Uh, they will know exactly what they're in for as far as being involved, because that was the other. I thing. went right to audience interaction because I was like, I don't know what. To yeah, do. I totally. Fr- I was like, I got no notes. I got nothing. Uh, we had by far the biggest audience there, I think, which was that's nice what people kept telling us. And so. I will, the other thing I, I kept hearing was guys who did listen or they were there. They said they liked it. Now, granted, then Bill texted me last night. Yeah, and until not, and then Bill and I didn't either. I, we was, go off of Bill. Yeah, he was typically. spot on. Uh, do you have the next thing? Are you, are you ready? I for I am so ready. Yeah, yeah, let's get let's get right in to big picture. There we go, dude. I can tell you're angry. This is not good. I am so I'm happy. I'm, I'm not good. talking about it anymore. I'm gonna leave. I don't believe in off air news, but I'm not gonna push it. I'm gonna leave you. Listen, alone. this is what happens. Yeah. When you serve this many lollipops, you're going to get licked. That's what. Oh that's all God. I can tell you. We heard that line watching the Olympics. <laughs> so when you serve this many lollipops, you're going to get. Jesse made a note on his phone licked. to work under the podcast. Way too much banter. Here I'm we gonna go. I'm going to do it a lot. Uh, huge trade week. Um, so Westbrook is the big NBA trade. We'll talk about that here in a bit. But the MLB was just massive. So we mentioned the Cubs. Do you have card prices from Indy? Do you have this stuff or no? Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. so I think Indy covered. So Chris Bryant went to the Giants. We're going to talk about some specific cards just right off the bat. The Giants are still in, I mean, very competitive in the playoff scene in the uh, in the NL West. You know, I, I thought we were going to see him moved. I had heard he was going to the Mets, which I really liked. Although I don't hate him going to the Giants. The Giants are still super competitive. Crazy enough, despite the fact they play with the Dodgers and the Padres, they're still three games up. And I think they have like the second best record in the league. Behind only my Boston Red Sox? That's a lie. They now have the best record in baseball. Oh, wow. If there's any time for Chris Bryant to resurrect his abysmal hobby slide since the World Series win years ago, this would be the time. Uh, what does he have for pricing? There was definitely some buzz at the show about him, but I'm curious about specific numbers. Probably not I a will, ton. Let me just ask a question real quick, just to clarify. When this trade goes through, is it immediate? Yep. Like, they're immediately now no longer on that team. Okay. Correct. All right. They may not play for a day or two, travel, set up. Why do they do that in the middle of the... Why don't they do that in offseason? Just the trade deadline during the season. Because you have teams like the Cubs who know they have no shot of winning anything this year. It gives them a chance to really dump while teams are buyers, while they're desperate. And then, the you know, and the only thing about this, which I, I don't know if you got the trade details of each of these trades. Do you have that as well? No. Okay. We'll look it up as yeah. we go. But for example, the Chris Bryant trade. Chris Bryant is a... Potential superstar. Alexander Canario, though, the kid they got back. It's like 2021. He's a stud prospect for the Giants who was in 2020 Bowman Chrome. That's his first prospect auto. I like this trade for him. The Cubs have a great farm system. I think the kid's going to play well and excel there. So if you've got Canario on the other side, I don't think there's any reason to panic. Oh, what what did KB do, though? I'm curious. And I'll pull up the trade details. So as far as KB, we have a few different cards. Let's start with this 2015 Topps Chrome PSA 10. Population uh, right at a little over 1,000. So before this is, we're going to give you the most recent sales 
before the trade and most recent sales since the trade. Give me the card again. I'm so sorry. I was so caught up. 2000. Did you just apologize to me? You know you're being nice. You're being so nice. You're doing so good. Dude, I'll burn Dell to the ground. Dude, Dell's Dell's doing fine. You know what's doing even better? This show. I, I've got more banter to say about the Nationals. We're going to talk about it later, but it was just so great. Okay. Um, the recent sale, 2015 Topps Chrome PSA 10. Base card, not Base auto. Base card, not okay. auto. Yep. So most recent sale, $71, $90. Those were before the trade. After the trade, $118, dollars $120, $167. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I think it's a good thing. He's on a team that's headed for the playoffs. Maybe he resurrects it. There was also a bump in his 2013 and 2014 prospect and first Chrome autos I saw. Bryant stuff, you know, he's going to have to play, though. Do you have one of those? The 2014 Bowman Chrome Refractor Auto out of 500. And we were selective, too. I mean, not everything sold over the past few days, so we did try to pick ones that had. What do you got for that one? So that one, before the trade, uh, granted, this was June 12th, but it was shown $188. Uh, that was the last known or last trade we we could pull up. Okay. Since then, it was 235 as of yesterday. And this is graded or raw? I missed that, too. I'm this so is raw. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I think in general, KB stuff was moving. I mean, people were talking about the Cubs at the show. Granted, we're in Chicago, but um, yeah, interesting. Who's your next guy on the list that got traded? Let's see. Anthony Rizzo's next up. Um, Ooh, I, I, got- I, I had heard there was a shot the Sox were going to get Rizzo. Um, I like, but let me just put this Didn't out Didn't you there. say he was with the Sox before? They had drafted him originally back in like yeah. 2012. Well, man, I don't know when his. I wonder if he has his prospect auto. I didn't look it up. It's like 2013, 12. It was always a time. A time. This is time 2010 ago. Bowman Chrome prospect. Is 2010. What Ever heard of it? He's in a Red yep. Sox uniform. Yep. To me, he is. I almost think he is the guy of all the people that got traded. I think I like him the most because I actually have a weird feeling the Yankees are going on a run. But go ahead, take it away. What do you got for the Riz kid? Yankees going on a run. Interesting. Um, July 22nd was the most recent sale before the trade. $97. This is kind of crazy. Most recent sale since the trade, 182 Almost doubled a in full value. Double up. Yeah, that's crazy. My goodness. And what card? That was his. That was just an 2010 auto. Bowman Chrome prospect. Um, it, he didn't say this, but the picture he shows is a PSA 10. So I think it's. I assume it's a PSA 10 because that's what he showed. So okay. either way, the fact that we're seeing his prices double. Also, they got him. They got him for just a couple. I mean, Kevin Alcantara, Alexander Vizcaino. I'm not psyched about either one of those. If you, for some reason, were holding those prospect cards, I would move those quick. I think moving from New York to Chicago is not great. So, eh. but I like Rizzo. I think and he already had a home run the other day. I think Rizzo is going to actually. I wouldn't be shocked to see him be one of the leaders on that team from here to the playoff run. I, I like Rizzo stuff in general. Well, I was going to say, the Cubs, did you say that they're mainly getting prospects or are they Almost guys? all prospects. Yeah, so in baseball, you don't know yeah. this, which is fine. In baseball, generally when a team says, hey, we're not going to win it this year, you retool. You move everything for prospects. You want money off the books and you want as many prospects back as you can get. Because you figure, hey, if two or three of these guys pan out, we've got yeah. them for dirt cheap on prospect contracts. We've also got a ton of money because we freed up free agency money. So Got it. Okay, yeah, That's cool. the move. Okay. Uh, do you have one more? Did he do Javi Baez? Um, I've got another guy. You want another card or another uh, guy? Oh, yeah. Give me another card. Yeah, just just to see if the trend um, is, is somewhat the same. So another Anthony Rizzo 2011 tops update. This looks to be a PSA 10 as well. Right. That's just um, a straight paper base rookie. Yep. Yes. July 22nd sold for 150. 
uh, July 29th, sold for 224. Not a double, 50% but still. Though. Yeah. Yeah. So. so the kid's moving. I think there's a reason. You go to New York. New York's playing well the second half of the season. I think they're going to make a push for the playoffs. If you've got Rizzo stuff as a Cubs fan, you just hate him now. I yeah. would still hold it because I, I think the play, no matter what, is to hold unless you just want more Rizzo stuff to hold long term. I don't think you're going to see cheaper prices to buy than right now. I actually think he's going to keep moving and then stay consistently higher than now. Cool. Uh, last guy we got is Kyle Schwarber. Oh, my boy. Now, he was a, he used to be a Cub. Uh, yes. Yeah. So this this card, he's in a Cubs uniform, 2016 Topps Chrome rookie, PSA 10. Uh, this card was selling for 41 as of July 8th. That's the most recent sale. As of July 29th, selling for 53. So, what, 20% increase? Does he have anything else for sure? I was really wanting to that see the, the 20. That's the only card he, he gets. Can included. you toss up on eBay or card letter or wherever? 2014 Bowman Chrome Schwarber Autos. That's his first prospect. So he was drafted in that 2014 uh, Bowman draft pro- product that comes out at the end of the year. You know, that stuff was expensive because, again, when the Cubs are winning the World Series, make it a run every year, Schwarber was right after that, kind of finding his prime. Stuff was selling pretty high. Again, just been on a big slide since. I do like Schwarber, though. Um, I also think he's coming. I don't think he's on the uh, the DL long or the injured reserve list, whatever it is, now, the IL, uh, much longer, maybe another week or two. And the Sox are playing great. I mean, they got passed by the Rays now. The Rays are a game and a half up. But again, the Sox, I think, are going to the playoffs. Schwarber has, I think he's got 25 homers already this year. Before he got injured, he was hitting the ball. Fenway's not the most difficult park to have power numbers in. I think Schwarber's going to, and he goes from the Nationals, who were slumping, to Boston, who's playing really well. You said, what year did you say? 2014? 2014, my good friend. Jesse Gibson, by the way. Oh, man, doesn't. You know a guy who's not on the injured list? (laughs) Guy gets just crushing mental news and shows up and. Man, you've heard of the Jordan flu game. I, I'm going to tell this you. This is Jesse's Jordan flu game. If I didn't have the the uplifting encouragement I got from this last week, and I don't know if I'd be here. Well, I was cussed at before the show, so I'm really <laughs> building now myself. I'm just, yeah. Listen, uh, that was not meant towards you. That was just in general direction of anybody. That was directed um, toward Michael Dell, not Michael Giuseppe. I, not me that cussed, someone else. Um, Hard to say. I'm going to tell you. This 2014 Kyle Schwarber card is finding itself to be very elusive um, on eBay. Either eBay's search algorithm is messed up or there is not that many. Which, by the way, it was at the show. Guys who were trying to use eBay and 130 point at the show, it was absolutely brutal. So that made it fun. So I'm just trying to find sold listings specifically. Oh, you know what? That's it. That was something weird. I turned off the sold and then turned it back on and now it's showing um let's see do you want psa 10 and i do i mean tom brady last year wins a super bowl with a torn ace mcl jesse gibson <laughs> oh my to god work. it's you're in the same vein you're jordan <laughs> thank you're brady really rose gibson these. that's the same Good. we're talking about the same thing here folks. thank you that card is still um, dirt cheap by the way july 15th was selling for 32 dollars and yeah Raw? it's uh, yeah uh no 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 that's psa 10 this is you. Did you want auto or no? I did want auto. So that's oh, okay. I'm sorry. Yeah. This is non auto. Um, well, it's very cheap. Non auto. So auto July 9th was the last sold one for 245. So I've got this. I'm showing July 28th, which would have been the day before nine, five, 10, 60 bucks for an auto 75 and then 60 bucks. I don't have any sold since then, though, although a PSA nine sold right after the trade for ninety five dollars. That means the BGS 9510 that was like 70-ish is well over 100 right now. Big jump. 
I, I'm telling you, we talked about Schwarber not long ago when he was having a good season before he got injured. He might have been a straight cash homie, as a matter of fact. And as a matter of fact, we will check that. I like Schwarber. Schwarber and Rizzo, to me, are the two guys I really liked going forward with this. Okay, yeah, Rizzo for sure. I mean, with a doubling of price, that's insane. Yep. All right, we got a couple other trades. I'm not sure which one of us got these, and maybe neither one of us did. Javi Baez? Let's do Javi Baez real quick, because that's just sticking with the Mets theme. So Javi okay. Baez got traded to the with the Cubs theme, excuse me. Javi Baez got traded to the Mets. I think order of importance, I like him the third most. I like Rizzo, Schwarber, and then I, I do like Javi Baez going to the Mets because the Mets are very competitive. Um, kind of quietly, though, Pete Crow Armstrong was the Mets' first-round guy last year. 19th overall pick in 2020. He was in 2020 Bowman draft for them. I don't hate it, though. From the Mets to the Cubs, from a prospect standpoint, I don't hate. So if you're a Mets guy who had a bunch of Pete Crow, because a lot of guys did. He was super chased in that product. Uh, probably a top 10 value guy out of last year's Bowman draft. No reason to panic. I mean, the kid can play. He's going to play well for the Cubs. Still a big market. No panic on that side. I do see some upside, though, for Javi Baez. So it's weird. He's from 2011 for his Bowman Chrome first prospect. So you don't have a ton of his stuff to go on. But just to put in perspective, a 9-5-10 went for $201 on bids before the trade, two days before the trade. The day after the trade, a PSA 9 did 200 bucks. That means a BGS 9510 is probably 250. So I would say 20 to 25% bump for Javi. I saw some of his patch autos selling a little bit higher now, too. Um, a healthy bump. He hit a home run there, too, as well. I mean, Javi Baez a couple years from being an MVP-type caliber guy. So he's another dude. I kind of like Baez for the Mets. I think it's a good time. Um, and, and either way, I like it if you're holding him because you liked him for the Cubs. I think he's going to stay relevant in New York. Um, yeah, I like him. Okay. Um, the next one I've got is, you want to do Trey Turner? Yeah, so Trey Turner and Max Scherzer. This was like on, on the diamond, like the craziest trade for sure. Uh, they both went to the Dodgers. There was a lot of talk that they were going to go to the Padres. Um, I like Trey Turner. So Trey Turner's out of 2014 draft as well. He was in that same product as Kyle Schwarber. Uh, we're not going to talk about Scherzer. Scherzer's numbers didn't move a lot, and he's a pitcher. They're not going to, and when they do, I always advise you to sell because I don't like pitchers. I just hate them. Uh, quick other side of the turn, though. They did get two guys back who are actually pretty good prospects. Josiah Gray, who was originally a Reds pitching prospect, I believe, uh, I think that's right, out of 2018. And pitched pretty well at times. Like He's actually got a pretty big arm. And Kyber Ruiz, the catching prospect for them, he's a 2018 Bowman um, prospect for the Dodgers. They were both solid prospects. I, I don't think that, again, I don't think this necessarily helps them, though. Going to the Washington, unless they do something big, I think if you have them and are looking to hold, it's a smart play. There's no reason to sell because we're not going to see any type of bump anytime soon. Uh, they got a couple other guys too, but those are the two big ones. So, what sport would you say you know the most about? I feel like you have so much knowledge about baseball more than anybody, anything else we've talked about. Because of breaking. Yeah. You, wow. I, we broke okay. so much baseball. It's like you know these guys every year. That's it. I watch almost no baseball, though. I find it unbelievably boring until the playoffs. <laughs> so, okay. Yeah. So, Trey Turner, what do you got for him? So, he was selling, um, and this is specifically his 2014. First Bowman Chrome auto pick, PSA 10. Yep. Um, he was selling, this one sold July 24th uh, for $415. As a 9510, as a PSA 10? As a 10. PSA, PSA 10. 10. Okay. Yep. So uh, as of July 30th, it sold for $500. Which was so the day of the trade. Interesting. So nice little 20% or so bump. Yeah, again, I just think the Dodgers, I mean, I think most people, despite the fact that they're kind of second and third with the Padres behind the Giants, 
The Dodgers team is so stupid loaded. You know, this he's the type of kid who can go over there with some power. And he's having a good he's had a good season as well. So yeah, Trey Turner, if you're going to sell, I don't mind it because I think he's he's obviously gone up in price. If you're not in it long term for Trey, which a lot of guys aren't, he's bounced around already, some already. So if you were just buying Trey and holding because you thought he was having a good year, not a bad time to sell. If you like him long term, also not bad because it's just going to increase in value when the Dodgers, because I think it's inevitable, they're going to go on a playoff run. Okay, cool. I think that's enough baseball. I, I was going to say, I think baseball's covered. Hang on, real fast. We do have to talk about Russell Westbrook. And name recognition-wise, Westbrook was the biggest trade of the of this, uh, of this of the weekend for sure. Going to play with L.A. I got just a couple stats real quick. So he was an 08 rookie. So there's a couple different numbers that have moved for him pretty big. So first of all, his PSA 10, I believe. 2008 Topps Chrome PSA 10. We just saw a recent couple of high sales since the trade. 2250 and 2050. Before that, and only like a on the 29th, so two days before that, it was 1,600-ish, couple sales around there. It's like a 33% bump, just off the mm. hype of going to play with LeBron, AD. That's crazy. I don't like Westbrook, but that's a stupid loaded team. So that card was way up. His raw, just tops chrome base card, um, you're talking, was hitting like 240 to 250 over the weekend pretty consistently. Before that, it was closer to 200 bucks. Um, so again, you're talking a pretty good jump. The only time it had really been a lot higher than that was back in May a couple weeks ago, and that's when they were on, you know, the, the Wizards were making a really good run. They were playing really well toward the end of the year when they made their uh, play-in round. But since then, these are by far the highest prices he saw on that card. Um, even his tops Chrome, just to give you a third one, like his 9-5-10. Again, just a base rookie, but 9-5-10 is hitting 600 bucks. Before that, it was kind of like in the 500 range. Um, and all-time high, you're only talking... I mean, it, it had hit a crazy all-time high buy in May of eight to 900 So it's up, but there's clearly more room because it has sold higher than that in the past. I think we're going to keep seeing Russ stuff climb. And once guys see him, LeBron, and AD play together. So I actually like the I like it. I like it long-term better than I do like, oh, the first week when they win a few games. I think this is a team that's obviously going to, if healthy, compete for a championship. So if you're patient, I don't think now's the worst time to buy Westbrook stuff before the hype really sets in completely and people see him together. Speaking of LeBron, too, I think Let's. that when we were talking, uh, when they went out of the finals or the the playoffs, playoffs they, first round, yep, yeah, when he went out, that was also around the time when we were seeing card prices steadily declining, yep. just because they were such a high thing. So it was kind of hard to tell where the distinction is. Is this a drop because of everybody's dropping, or because of that? It does look that that has finally, of course, well, it's rebounded, but. It dropped as low as thirteen thousand as of right now. What are we talking selling about? For, I'm sorry, we're talking specifically his uh, rookie 2003 Topps Chrome PSA. Oh, 10. PSA ten. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so when you that, saw at the show that car, two or three times that car was offered to me at sixteen to seventeen. Indy bought it for a steal at fifteen five. I thought there was a twenty k sale on not eBay too long ago. Yeah, yeah during the show just recently. Yeah, Indy yeah. bought one at the show, which I think we got in some of our video. Make sure you check out too. We documented each day like with some video and crap on our YouTube. Sports cards, nonsense. Uh, but Indy bought one for fifteen five, maybe even a little less because it got in a package deal, which I think is a great buy. I mean, it's not the absolute floor, but it's pretty close, and that card is going to keep moving back forward. So, yeah, I like that. Point being, Westbrook's obviously high. I just don't think there's any reason. If you want a quick buck and flip now, I have no problem. But if you just like to hold it long term, if you're a Westbrook guy and you've been holding forever, no reason to sell now. I mean, I think there's this is the most legitimate chance he has at a ring you know, since they went to the finals, whatever, 10 years ago, whenever that was. So. Um, but that was huge. Yeah, interesting to see. 
Last note, just because it was a big deal, and I did find this. So Carson Wentz is out five to 12 weeks, which is a cute window. It's like a weather, man. It's going to be two or 300 degrees today. So <laughs> I don't really know what to do with that, like five to 12 weeks. I mean, yeah, I just found indefinitely is what I was saying. Yeah, I don't think anybody was that high on Carson Wentz in the first place coming off a horrible season last year. So Jacob Eason was one of the most asked about guys uh, at mm-hmm. the show starting either Friday or Saturday, whatever day the Wentz news dropped. People just started asking about Eason. Um, I did find a few different things. Uh, he's up, if you go on to Star Stock, by the way, which kind of just is player stock in general, he's up about 200 to 250% on almost all of his cards. Jeez, um, that's his, crazy. Yeah, his Prism Silver Auto, just a base silver auto, was selling for 80 to 90 bucks. They were doing 200 bucks a pop at the show, and even more than on eBay, and even more at the show. People were asking 300 and a couple guys sold it. Um, so, yeah, Eason stuff, I would sell that now, though. And again... You're a collector. You followed him in college. I have no idea where he went, nor do I care. You followed him in college. You want to just track him through his career. Don't ever sell it. But if you were one of these guys, hey, he's a he's kind of that second tier, third tier QB, long shot. I bought him as an investment. I'm not wasting time to see what he does on the field. I think I would cash in now for the sure money. Um, just because I think we're going to see over the next four, you know, next couple of weeks before real football starts, I think we're going to see his pricing drop because the hype's going to wear off. And then when we see what he does on the field, if he's not really good, which I don't know how good he's going to be, we're going to see pricing drop. So I, I don't think it's a bad time to cash out of Jacob Eason. Okay. Boom. Roast. I think I think that kind of answered the question a few days late. But yeah, it was funny how many, like, especially younger kids were Remember the up, dude like, who broke it to me was like, what was he, 11? He came yeah, up and was like, exactly. do you have any Jacob Eason? <laughs> I was like, the backup in Indy? He's like, Carson Wentz is out. That's his voice. I don't know. <laughs> that was what he sounded like. I was like, I, I asked him, I was like, seriously, right? He goes, yeah, he pulled out the article. It had ju- a Schefter had just, and this kid was super smart. He went out and bought a bunch. Kid was yeah. like 11 years old. I was like, this, oh dude, this dude gets it. That's when I looked at his dad, and I was like, it must be nice to know your kid's going to put you through the retirement home. Oh, pay, man. Pay for it himself. Must Those kids be were nice. much more business savvy than I ever have been. Fair. And that includes today. Today, um, wasn't, hey, today wasn't your fault. <laughs> it's not your it's fault. It's not your fault. It's not your fault. Do you need to cry like Matt Damon? I'm, it's not your I'm fault. I'm about to. God, break down. Um, All right, let's talk the national. Let's do it. Uh, I would like to get, let me let me, let me me co-host this part. You host it. This is only your second time at a card show ever. I have not got the official count. I've asked a few of the people. I'm going to come out, go on a limb and say it's by far the biggest they ever had attendance-wise. I think it shatters 100,000, I think. You mean um, like across the across the four weekend, or five days, whatever attendance. it was. Okay. So yeah. what were your, I mean, what stood out to you? What did you like, hate? Whatever. Um, Take it away, Jesse Gibson. Jesse Rose. No, well, I, and here's the thing. I will give my thoughts, but I definitely want to hear yours since you have the actual experience of seeing what this has been like in the past. But from my experience, all I can compare it to is the Wisconsin Dell show back in May. Granted, that I think was a, from what I'm told, is a little bit bigger than average sports card yeah, show. Yeah, 250 tables there. Yep. Yeah. And, Good and show. so in, in comparison to that, which I thought was huge, this was a monstrosity. I mean, I don't see how anybody could find anything necessarily. So that could be a downside, honestly. Just there were literally so many tables and so many things set up. It's like, how do you get around to see it all? How do you find what you're looking for? Um, that would probably be my only downside. But at the same time, it's kind of like a positive. It was absolute. If you wanted something, it was probably there. There's almost nothing you couldn't find there, including we thought there was no thank you to uh, happy John Harden for all of his help. You mean the CEO? 
the C, Mr. CEO. I impress him more every time I meet him. So my, I think I mentioned on the show that I was looking for a Kim Kardashian uh, card. Couldn't like, I I couldn't find one, but granted I couldn't get out as much. Uh, He was looking all over, but Indy thankfully finally found one. But granted, they were asking eleven thousand dollars for it. But that's Notice what I mean. He didn't like, buy it for you, Willie. Well, yeah, was, thanks for nothing. He Ungrateful. did actually. <laughs> John, thank you by the way, because he is sending me another Kim Kardashian card because he did find a second one. Um. Anyways, that being said, if you can find that, you can find anything there. I mean, there were replicas of old trophies. There were bats. There were shirts. There were newspaper clippings. Anything at all that you want. Um, and we only also, walked around Wednesday for three hours. And that's the thing. Once the, Thursday started, I told Jesse, yeah. I had never seen as many people at a national before in a single day as I saw on Thursday, which is always a slower day. Yeah. We didn't walk around. We walked in Thursday morning. It well, was like couldn't. there were so many people at the booth. And that was the other thing. We got slammed. It was overwhelming to have the response from you guys, which was so incredibly cool. I mean, granted, there were people coming over who, you know, didn't know who we are, but oh, the majority yeah, we were knew. you guys coming and over, we had shaking our hands, the, getting pictures. One of the worst locations of a booth. Adam and Rich, by the way, the two guys we stayed with, I know Adam a little bit just from online. He's an internet friend. Yeah. Dude, two of the funniest, <laughs> like, just old school New York dude. It was hilarious. They actually, and they, and they let us just have a bunch of room at their table, which they did not have to do. But location-wise, it was on the very end. It was on the end cap of a day. Not like we were front and center, and it was yeah. still slammed. So it was unbelievable. It was absolutely incredible. Um, yep. So, yeah, all of that being said, I thought it was a lot of fun. I thought that uh, you guys were the best part of it, just being able to meet and greet and all that stuff. Um, I I am more interested to hear about like people's takes on pricing and things like that, because in my general consensus on at least the first few days, it seemed like things were, you know, kind of priced pretty high. Um, yep, which was and, general consensus. You're right. Yeah, but I think the last day there were some more deals to be made. I I am thankful to have walked away with a very nice signed Leonard Nimoy auto. Uh, don't Mr. mind telling you, one of the, my favorite cards in my collection now. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, Not that to was mention, probably, John Lamb gave you a free PSA 10 oh, Phil gosh, Mickelson card. Oh, I forgot about that, John. Thank How you. How dare you forget Guys, I'm back. I'm back even. Yep. We, we, You're ahead The now. trading, the yep, trading that, didn't go You got that gold well. Jordan. You're doing um, pretty. Some people would say great. <laughs> like, like we said, we couldn't get out and around as much as we wanted to other booths to trade it up. But I didn't have to because thanks to great guys like yourselves, John and John, bringing over cards, bringing over the Phil Mickelson. Appreciate it. All this. By the way, I feel bad. I totally forget which listener, and I know who it is. So he's going to tell me I'm going to feel like a jerk. He brought me a Manny Ramirez hand-numbered autograph card, which I love. I have cards worth five, I mean, five bucks, whatever. I love Manny Ramirez, one of my favorite ball players of all time. The dude came up, I cannot remember the life of me who it was, though. I, I'm sorry, but that was cool. Tim Julian, who's been an old-time customer and buddy of mine, then comes up and hands me a dual patch auto of Bird and Garnett from Leaf. It's worth like 250 to 300 bucks. She's like, what? hey, I know you like Larry incredible. Bird. I was like, that was stupid nice. And speaking of trades, we got involved in the whatnot thing. They gave four content creators a PSA 9 uh, Patrick Mahomes optic rookie to trade up with. And then they took all the cards back, whatever you traded for, and they auctioned them on whatnot. Whoever sold for the most got to keep all the money. I just want to make sure I'm going to say this when I go live on whatnot as well. We traded for a Tatis that did 450, but then we also traded for a trout card that does like a hundred bucks. It sold on whatnot for $500 just so there's no confusion. And, and the whatnot guys will tell you this. I gave them $500 cash to mail with the card. 
Well, and the reason it sold for more is we, we were pumping made, it up. We pumped yeah, we, it up because we signed it. Yeah, like we signed but, the but card. people were like, some of the guys there too were like, you know, we're not trying to oversell cards. I wasn't either. I wanted to win the competition though. Um, but just to make sure that, and that guy, I don't know who even won it. I have no clue. They shipped it, but he got 500 bucks cash and the trout. So there's no to take a breath. You know, I started thinking about it later. Shouldn't you have given $400? Because no, technically I the card's worth 100 so. He pushed us over the top. Then we gave away about 1000 bucks worth of stuff on whatnot exactly. after that. Well, I'm going to do that again this week by myself. Give away like the other 1000 bucks or whatever it is we have. So uh, it was worth it. Um, in terms of buying, I did notice more than any other time, I think the amount of people who were just there to sell, they strictly walked up to your table and wanted to know if you sell, which I usually like because most people at least the consensus number, I think you kind of heard the same thing. I asked almost everybody, what are dealers offering? Almost everybody said 60% was about the top, which is garbage. I would So I, I was offering 75 to 80% for everything if mm -hmm. I was interested in buying it. Um, another thing I don't do, which guys complain, some guys complain about, I didn't hear it. I don't, I don't price any of my stuff. As soon as oh, somebody yeah. asks about a card, I just take out my phone. I show them eBay comps right there. I just show everybody the comp. That way there's no confusion because that's what they're going to do anyways. I've never priced stuff out. Now, if I had a dollar box, I would. I didn't. This, I just had my big stuff to sell. Um, in terms of what was selling at the show, I actually did really well selling SGC. We sold a bunch on whatnot. We sold a bunch in person. It was cool to see that. We'll talk about SGC more. Your Durants were popular. The Durants were popular. We sold some of them. Except for a that one kid guy. whose dad is a donkey. <laughs> He's like, I was like, hey, it's 175 bucks. We just sold them to the last couple of kids for 160 160 is the price, not a dollar more. He literally just said to his kid in front of him, he's like, and the kid was 12. It's not like he was eight. He's like, I, I bet we can get him down. I was like, first of all, I heard you. I'm standing <laughs> here. I know I'm short, but I'm not that short. Uh, and then it was like the most awkward interaction. He like grumbled as he so walked weird. away that I ruined his kid. I was like, dude, so don't cheap out. You knew the well, price. Give your he, kid 10 bucks. He's like, so you're going to lose a deal over 10 bucks. And I'm just like, I'm thinking, no, you're losing a deal over 10 bucks. Like, I don't he told you the price. I, honestly, I didn't negotiate with anybody. I just said, hey, here's the price. It's under comps done. I hate negotiating. I did that when I buy, too. I try not to negotiate at all. I just hate it. Here's the price. I think it's good. If you don't, no problem. Whatever. Um, my point there, though, was what was selling? The small stuff. You know, so many guys are like, don't get caught up in the dollar box or the $5 oh, yeah. box at the National. Dude, more people bought that small stuff than anything else at the show, and it's not even close. The amount of guys who are just spending the time to find the cheap stuff, it's in their budget, which is great. There's still opportunities to grade with, you know, cheap with SGC and, and flip it that way. That stuff went crazy. Adam put out that, that box of dollar autos. Probably the most popular thing they had. Sold hundreds out of that box immediately. It was insane. This episode is brought to you by Cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, 
tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. I was traveling internationally last year. I was in Mallorca. I didn't know the island well. I said, let me head to the north, head towards the water. Let me go on Hotels.com and see what they have available. Something preferably on the beach, maybe even a gym. Not only did I get those things, there was a kid's session with exercise, gymnastics in the water, pony rides, a train. It had everything, and I didn't even want any of those things. But at least I knew they were there, just in case I changed my mind. And now finding the perfect hotel has never been easier thanks to the Hotels.com app. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly, right, all-inclusive, or a relaxing spa weekend, you can find exactly what you need and compare hotel prices, ratings, and amenities side-by-side. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app. Um. Real quick, just in terms of buying, my big purchase was a Patrick Mahomes silver. Well, actually, I take it back. In terms of money, that was the biggest. The biggest uh, thing I bought was what I talked about on the show before. I got it on Wednesday afternoon. It was the one item I really wanted. It's behind me. I'm not going to be able to see it, but I'll post some pictures on our social. It's a uh, 16 by 24. It's matted, framed. Bill Russell, Wilt Chamberlain, dual auto. I wanted to pay like 2000 was kind of the price I mentioned on the show to 2200 this one's got a Steiner certificate, which is really good. And it's also hand numbered, uh, jersey numbered. Bill Russell, six, Wilt Chamberlain, 13. So, or 18. Yeah, it's 13. I was close. Good. Um, so for those reasons, when he said 2,400, I didn't even argue. I got to pick. Like, that was the one item I really wanted. Um, I sold a Brady, which I instantly regretted. I paid 1750 about yeah, two years you ago. Had, like, so much regret, even while you were selling it. I bought that for seventeen fifty. I sold it to a guy who's like one of the biggest Brady collections on Instagram. By the way, he paid eighty eight hundred, and I still felt terrible about selling it. So, um, I bought an eighteen card lot of SGC stuff, mostly cheap Acuna, Vlad, some Bo Bichette, Cabrian Hayes, DeAndre Ayton stuff. I sold at least half of that lot already for the SGC. I traded my Walter Payton rookie eight again. I'm not going to spend too much time. Two more minutes for uh, a Herbert pink camo PSA ten and a Herbert orange laser PSA ten plus some cash. I don't love Herbert's. I've been saying to sell, but it was a good price. Um, the Mahomes was my biggest outright buy. I paid $2,900 for a, a BGS 9.5 Mahomes Prism Silver Rookie. Those have been up to $4,000 during the season. I think they get back there. Uh, bought a $3,000 lot, which included your Spock auto from Adam before we left. A couple old school Jim Brown autos, a Unitas, an Elway, and a Namath. It's like an old school football lot, which I love. Uh, another good purchase for me, one of my best. I paid $2,250 for a PSA 10 John Morant silver and a PSA 10 Trey Young silver. Those are both way down. I think we're near the floor on those, so I liked it. Um, I traded out a big Griffey and some cash for a Brady Elite um, die cut rookie. Um, yeah, and I got some. Oh, other you small never stuff did well. go back over and get the Brady that you we saw on the first day. I didn't. Nah, and I was like, you know what? With the new house, with everything else going, I'm just gonna chill. So I did. I went home. I went home oh, pretty much a break. Well, actually, after the Brady, I went home making more money than I did spend. Almost always, I way outsell. I weigh out buy what I sell. This time, I actually sold more than I bought, which was kind of a nice surprise. So I will, I will say, guys, I there were so many of you. We apologize for the ones that we haven't mentioned or forgotten. Um, the one there was one other guy I wanted to say thank you to. I think uh, his name was Rip, but he brought me over just a stack. He knew I wasn't interested in this interest in the sports cards. He had a literal stack of just like musician actors, just like a Betty just White all these card? weird. 
I got a Betty White and a LeVar <laughs> Burton card out yep. of there that I could not be happier with. So thank you to him and everybody else. Really we appreciate it. We also got a, a 15, 20-minute spot on HBO Real Sports. I don't know how oh, much they're going to yeah. use. You did. We did a stand-up intro. That was awesome. Uh, with John and Chapman, the producer, who we'd been kind of consulting with anyways. The episode drops August 24th. I don't know if they're going to have even our faces yeah. in it or if they're going to have They five just cut minutes. it all together. I have no <laughs> clue, but we did like a stand-up interview. Then we did some walking around B-roll. That was awesome. Last thing I want to mention, we already talked about how garbage the show was there. Um, SGC, which is a paid sponsor on our other socials. So PSA was there in full force, and I thought you know PSA did really well. They were super busy. They closed down early a couple times because of how busy they were, mm -hmm. which is you know a good sign. I mean, people love PSA, and they should. I, I have no issues with that. SGC was the only big company there that wasn't slabbing. Instead, Peter and the guys were like breaking free stuff, doing a bunch of giveaways. Their area on the floor was absolutely loaded the whole time. Yeah, most amount of people there. Yeah, I would say he was the lone light spot, bright spot on our show on Friday. He joined us live. Um, you know, he's pretty transparent, which is why we liked him in the first place. We liked the product. Uh, we got to see the Wagner uh, SGC3 that's up to like $5 million on auction now. It's going to go higher. We're also not allowed to talk about this other don't, one. But there's another don't. card. All I'm saying is another card that was sold there that we are told is going to shatter or did shatter the record, um, which will be interesting to see when that gets announced. And we'll talk about it when it does. I didn't give any details. Take a breath. I'm, I'm just, not going to tell him what's for. I'm so nervous is. if we're even supposed to say that. It was okay. already said. Get over it. Uh, we got to there. meet Mr. Foreman, who owns SGC. That was pretty oh, cool. Nice guy. Yeah. Uh, not to mention, I'm sure that guy is worth some bank. Uh, he was like, yeah, me and my wife were listening to you on the drive up from Boca, <laughs> which I thought was awesome. Same thing. He's just like, now he did tell us how much he was happy to sign on. So our ad rates are going to go through. <laughs> no. The amount of multimillionaires who listen to the show is kind of staggering, actually. Yeah. Uh, he was cool, though. Very chill. You know, I, I just thought SGC to me came off the best. And I, it was nice to see the cards everywhere. People were buying and selling them, which was cool. Um, HGA didn't move a lot. You know, I think a lot of guys in the national scene aren't familiar with who they are and don't know who they are. So they stayed away. CSG slabs look better in person. If you took off the label, I actually love the slabs. It's like it's a higher quality, clear plastic glass, whatever it is, on the actual slab. Mm -hmm. That label's so hideous, I can't do anything with it, though. So <laughs> I just, but they were there. People, you know, some people still like them. That's fine. Beckett was there. Um, you know, Beckett does whatever they do. I don't, I don't have much use for them. Although I do like Eric Norton, the dude. He came up and introduced himself. Not met us again, not introduced. Yeah, I really liked him. Um, it's funny how many companies I absolutely hate that have employees or people who work for them that I really, really like. So I like maybe that. you shouldn't say that you hate them. Maybe you just dislike some of the things they do. Like Ben Burrow. I love Ben. You know that. Oh, Ben's awesome. Don't you like the other guy? Do you want me to talk about who he works for? <laughs> who Don't I you want to talk about that guy? Uh, no, let's not. Let's. I think happy we've to rip him apart. <laughs> we've got more questions in, in mailbag, too, by the way, about. Matt, OK, so, so then quick. Here we go. Then well, let me end with these two things. You have anything else, by the way, from the show? Uh, I'll save it for the if there's anything else. I'll save it for mailbag. My last comment on the show, then, the amount of little kids, like oh, young kids, yeah. 12 and under, who were asking me about cards for sale that were $1,000, and they legit had $1,000, was nuts. And I, I would ask everybody, Jesse, you'll tell you this, my question to all of them, is your dad giving you cash? Yeah. Or are you hustling <laughs> to get this? And almost all, no, I hustled. I bought this for 100 bucks and I flipped it into this. I'm like, dude, th these kids get it. I don't care what your business is. To be that young and business-minded and hustle was actually pretty cool to see. Unfortunately, we couldn't buy from any of them because they were so business-minded. They oh, weren't they coming were down on prices. They were comps. <laughs> that one kid, the best thing was he tried to sell me a Mahomes 101 Shield rookie auto. 
what's your asking price? The kid was like 15. I don't know. He had, he had facial hair like you, so maybe younger. Uh, I was like, how much is it? He goes, 65,000. Said, are there any comps? As soon as I looked, the exact card sold for 27. I was like, oh, you weren't kidding about high prices, huh? He didn't get the joke, and then we sent him on the way. So I felt good. Got to, toss, kid, got to toss the teenager out of the way. One release this week, Gold Standard Football. About 500 bucks a box. I love it as a break. Football this year is going to be crazy nice. Five autos or relics per. Uh, Eddie over at Geo Breaks will have a bunch of them. Speaking of Eddie at Geo Breaks, their shop opened this week. I got to meet Nick Piper from Walk Off. First time I oh, met yeah. him. So that was really cool. Walk Off submissions, they're on our, our website. Uh, they do grading. I'm losing steam. I'm almost done here. Good no, grief. we're doing it. I got one more than, than you do mailbag. Do your thing. Whoa, 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 whoa. We got, the, we got that one other thing. Oh, oh, you're saying you have, I thought you wanted to talk about Pro Uni. Did you talk it? Oh, oh, good note. Yes, thank you. Gold Standard is the first, maybe not the first. I think Elite might have had some. It's all Pro Uniform patch autos, which is big. First Pro Uniform for most of those guys. So oh, okay, Trevor Lawrence, cool. Pro Uni, you know, uh, definitely that's a big thing. So Okay. Jesse broke this out on the stage, and there was not enough response. So, I there actually I was actually really was happy good. the amount of applause that came out. We had of a pretty good crowd. Next time we do it though, we're gonna really pump it up. We were just one of fifty shows. If we do it at a smaller show that's still big, like the Dallas or something, I want it to be like a whole thing. The I, I think we got uh, the equal amount of applause as when Peter from SGC announced to his crowd how much I love Taco Bell. And there was a big did. applause. And there. you know what was nice? We didn't do what the other idiots on stage did. They're like, hey, can we get some applause for this? Oh, you have to, yeah. If you have to ask for it, you, you don't deserve know. it. You should not get it, you clowns. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Straight cash, homie. Dell cannot slow you down. I hate it. It's not good. I don't hate it. I love it. Deshaun Watson. This, a lot of guys. It was interesting. The two most asked about quarterbacks that I had, people coming up asking. Dak Prescott, to me, was probably the most. And Deshaun Watson. Again, there's this thinking now. He's going to play the whole season. He's going to get traded to a better situation. He's an unbelievable talent. We've talked about his prism, PSA 10 silver in the past. It's like 800 bucks-ish. It's still expensive, 700 bucks. So I figured we'd go a little cheaper and also a lot lower pop. So his so 2017 optic PSA 10 base, doing like 250 Back at the height of the market, when his silver prism was like 1500 this card was five to 600 it's doing 250 now. It has a pop under 750. 250 to 300 bucks. I don't think it's a bad buy. I don't think it's a terrible idea to overpay for this for a couple bucks either. You know, if somebody's 275, I think Deshaun's going to get a big bump based on the trade because I think he's going to get traded. It sounds like uh, no matter where he goes, the better spot. I think there'll be a bump initially. And I think, again, once he gets on the field, you know, all the controversy gets put behind him. I think people are going to realize, yeah, this is a, a legit top five type quarterback in the league. So. That's it. I just got one, but that card kind of stood out to me. Low pop, star guy, favorable situation coming. A two fifty. I kind of like the card. Okay. Do cool. you have one? No. You don't have to. Just no, I don't. No, I don't have one. I I did try to look up the Nimoy to see if that was uh, actually a good buy or not. I couldn't find anything. I didn't care. I did I find two. Two seventy five, two ninety nine. Both buy it nows. Oh, okay. So yep, I paid. You paid three hundred bucks. Yeah. So. Okay and honestly, I overpaid Adam for the lot because that was my table fee. I mean, I paid twenty seven hundred for the other stuff I got. I'm probably going to resell it for twenty three, twenty four hundred. But two take like a but for as much space as we had at the national, it would have cost us five six hundred bucks. Next year in Atlantic City, I want to buy the whole quad. I want Little all quad. four, just a massive area. Have Eddie come and break. People do live grading assessments. I think it'd be fun. So that would be cool. It will be cool. Mailbag. 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 You've done much better than I thought. I thought you were going to be just, I was going to be nice either way, but. 
I push it out. I push that out and I take in the positivity. Do you want to call somebody while we're live? <laughs> Would that help? Have I that? mentioned the reason why I'm upset on the podcast or did I talk about it before? Don't say the reason why I'm upset about the what's happening with my job because I can't remember in the beginning of this podcast, I was so enraged because no this secrets. literally just happened. Do you want to recap it now? I don't. I think we should go to mailbag. Uh, Alex Furman. You know there's a full-time job for you here. Dude, I there. I this is basically my dream job. I just have to... Working five you know. hours a week. This could be... <laughs> <laughs> I'll bump it up to seven. That's my deal. That's how, my deal to you. How dare you? Um, Alex wants to know, if SGC is tougher on grading, is it worth just picking up a bunch of SGC 9.5s to send to PSA? Uh, to increase the value if you get the PSA 10. So first of all, you go SGC 10. 10 is comparable to a PSA 10. 9.5 is just mint plus. So um, I don't think they're that much tougher. I think they're just a little more consistent is what I've seen from SGC. Um, but yeah, if there's certain cards in an SGC 10 holder that are selling for 500, again, because just, well, probably more than that. The discrepancy has to be higher. If it's doing uh, modern cards only, I'm not switching vintage over. But modern cards, if there's an SGC 10 selling for 1500 and you see the PSA comp is 2500 although we are continuing to see that gap shrink, which is awesome. On high end, there's still a big gap. Peter said this himself on the stage. If you want to take a shot, fine. I just don't... People had True Gem Plus BGS cards that would not cross over to PSA as a 10. So I, I just think this idea you're going to cross anything is very difficult. But, oh, that was the other thing we talked a lot about was the whole crossover thing. You said make sure to take it out, like crack it first. I think the only see. shot you I think the only shot you have is breaking it out. The graded card review thing, I think they'll never say this. I think most companies look, they they, they would review it through the holder. So you can actually send a PSA 10 card to Beckett and say, hey, I want you to review this card in the holder. And if it if it will cross over to a Beckett 10, I want you to break it out. And vice versa. It's just those companies are not stupid. They don't want I, I just feel like the sentiment is they don't want you doing that. So they're not that easy to do. So if they see you sending in a graded card review, it almost never crosses. The success rate is very low. Good to know. OK, uh, by the way, that was Alex from the UK. So big shout out there. Also from the Facebook face. These are all from the Facebook. And you know what? I didn't put that on here and I forgot to say it. I feel like an idiot, Alex. I'm but sorry. you got in the lollipop. What's the lollipop <laughs> line again? Listen, when you serve this many lollipops, chances are you're going to get licked. All right. There you go. We were, wa <laughs> we were watching women's volleyball with our wives. Yeah. And the guy comes out with that line. I was like, this is great. This is perfect. I, I tried three times to get uh, Google to get that note. And I finally got it. Do we have shirts we made up today. for that yet? Uh, Anthony Elliott from the Facebook. What improvements, changes, et cetera, would you guys like to see at the national going forward? That's a good question. I would. Maybe like an organization of who's selling what, because that that is one thing I, like I mentioned map? to some other guys. Yeah, like a map that would be amazing to have. I like, also yeah okay. Well, like well, I was just gonna say like one thing we didn't see that much of that I saw so much more of at in Wisconsin was just other cards being sold. It was mainly sports and sports memorabilia, which I get it. It's a sports card show, but this is often where you also see the you know. Pokemon or celebrity or whatever other cards being sold. I just didn't, there were, they were there, but there weren't as many. And that Almost includes none. like hockey and soccer too. Granted, those were there too. But again, I mean, the majority was baseball. I got to say, I yep. feel like baseball was everywhere. Baseball, and maybe if there was a map, football. if that was laid out to where it's like, Hey, here's your baseball, here's your bat, you know, kind of laid out. 
That would probably be an So you couldn't do that because almost all tables that have one if they're... But what you could do is vintage only, vintage and modern together, this area, okay, memorabilia yeah. only. Um, you know, if you're a grading service or a consignment service, because a lot of those guys rent out big booths, you guys are over there. I wouldn't hate if they separated it out that way. Only modern on another side. That would actually be kind of helpful. That would be cool. Yeah. Because they do, like, they break out the breakers to a separate pavilion. I think they could do that as well. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah. Anthony Elliott, good question. I don't, th I don't have any, I mean, I honestly, I think food, it, you got it. Oh it would my be great. God. You know what I really wish they would do? And I don't know if you can do it in Chicago. Dude, set up some food trucks outside. We're paying like 12 yeah. bucks for a dirty hot dog and a French fry. It was ridiculous. It, Mike exaggerates a lot of things. That is not an exaggeration. It was at eleven seventy five. Yeah, 12 bucks. Yeah, for a hot dog. And it's not good. You know, yeah. in Simmons face, the bathrooms were fairly clean. You know, they weren't terrible. Um, but yeah, <laughs> overall, I mean, what are you going to do when there's that many people, right? I don't I don't think there's much you can do. I think it runs pretty well. Um, security was pretty tight. They got the one thief, arrested him, which was kind of cool. So, Oh, I saw that this morning. Yeah. That yeah. older guy, too. I didn't expect that. You know Thought what? You just go De Niro style. You make him pick <laughs> a hand. That's the end of that. Um, <laughs> Bring Pesci in there. If Pesci's in there, I'll tell you right now, no theft. Mailbag. Jason Morgan from the Facebook. Based on what you experience at the National, where do you see the hobby market going? Are we leveling off? I think that's a good term. I, I originally was a little bit more optimistic than that, but I think that's a good term. I think you have a lot of guys who are still struggling with liquidity. Thus, the reason me and a lot of the deals I talked to, man, everybody just wanted to sell out of stuff or sell things that were walking around. Yep, I think a lot of people have their money tied up still. There were a lot of people buying, though. And there were a lot of guys inquiring about price because it, and you could tell the kind of the sentiment was, man, it's that price now. Okay. I, a month ago it was higher and I would have said absolutely not. At that price, it was like, okay, I'm almost tempted. Either they'd pull the trigger or it was at least like you could see a mental note of, yeah, we're near the floor. We're, we're getting there. So I think we're fairly close to that leveling off floor part. I thought we were maybe a step above that. And I, I do think that in certain areas. But I think the I think we're going to start seeing the spend increase again. And here's an argument to why that is a good thing for the hobby, specifically because you got guys who have their money tied up with all this other stuff they would like to get rid of, but they can't necessarily right now. That leaves the door open for new guys getting in to be able to buy those things that they wanted because the guy who wanted it can't afford it. He he bought something else and he can't get out of it. That leaves the door open for anybody new walking in off the street who says, "Hey, I really like that card." Well. I had, you know, typically it's going to go to the guy who's been in the hobby longer, who knows that he's got the right connections. Well, now that guy can't afford it, opens the door. Yeah. And that was honestly, that's where I was with a few things. I traded a Walter, I traded away a Walter Payton rookie at about eleven, twelve hundred dollars I paid, I paid $1,900. I traded away a Kobe. I sold the Kobe for $14. I paid $34. Some of these cards, I was like, I'm upside down. I want my money back so I can start making it other places. I think you're going to continue to see that grow where guys are like, hey, let's cut the loss. Let's move on. Let's get money back and start rolling again. The difference is you're doing that. I'm in a spot to do that. That's different. Sure. Yeah, you're doing that where so, whereas some guys, they can't or they won't if they're underwater. I think you're going to see more guys in my spot, though, do that. Because like, hey, you know what? I did make a bad buy. It's not going to cripple me. I'm going to get crushed on a few. Let's start moving away and be done with it. And I had no regrets. The only thing I regret is the Brady. By the way, Ethereum's up to twenty six fifty. Speaking of things, I thought it was closer spike. to twenty seven. It's almost twenty seven earlier. Okay. Good day for the little fella. As bad of a day as you're having, equally good for me. 
Cardano's doing me favors, so that's okay. Let's that's go back to crypto. Okay, mailbag. The Facebook mailbag. What's happening at Dell with Jesse? <laughs> Brandon McAllister wants to know, and Mac. this is a, this is for you. What was the vibe compared to past years' nationals? Way more new people. Yep. We we tried to be very consistent. Hey, what are you doing here? First time here? Are you buying, selling? Just here for the experience. Two things were very clear. A lot of people first time, a lot of people here for the experience, might buy something or sell something if I want to, but here to meet people, you know, experience the whole event. Uh, and it's my first time at a huge card show, first time international. That was the vibe. Overall, pretty positive, though. You never like a lot of these doom and gloom guys walking around, which was nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think you even that. saw a lot of the content creators that were there because everybody had a camera. Almost all of them were ni- much nicer in person than I thought they were going to be. What about that one guy that we didn't talk to? Who? The one guy we didn't talk to that uh, was there everywhere filming all the time. Oh, do you want me to? <laughs> I, I have no problem doing that. Sports car investor walked by me about 10 times. Here's the, yeah, there are other people in the hobby. For example, I've talked about Sasha T on the show before. Then we met our brother out there, West Coast brother. And he's like, dude, Sasha has been very good to me off camera. He's a great dude. That's all I needed to hear. I was like, and watching him interact without the camera on. Seems like a pretty legit dude. The card talk guys were a booth over. I met two out of three. I meet the other guy. I met the producer. All great dudes, all invest in the hobby. Um, I met a couple of guys. I feel bad. I won't remember their names. Some of them are pretty big on TikTok too. Like this is the heroes for sale dude. There was a bald guy who asked a question uh, and came up to us when we were in the parking lot. Pretty, you know, again, good content creators. Um, yeah. Met Cage and Goldberg from uh, Lucas, Lucas Tigers and Bronze. Oh, I yeah. met a bunch of these dudes who have big shows. Drew Hordone. All those guys, all great. Very cool on and off camera. And then, like, the sports car investor thing. And the people get mad at me because we name names. I'll be honest with you. Like, when the camera's not on that dude, Jeff, I just have... I know he has a bigger following than us, apparently. Apparently. I have sure. zero use for him. So, I just don't... I I just think there are still plenty of people who are just there to make money and to talk big about things and to look one way on camera and another way. I'm surprised you're setting me up for this. I was not going to talk about this, but I don't mind... I don't have any use for those people, though. I, I've been thinking about it. I have a theory to share with you, and I don't necessarily want to do it on air because I feel like it could be like pushing some buttons. You will for sure share it on air now then because you just made me do that. So what's your theory? I'll call Dell right now. It involves a story, I don't, and I won't name the name of who it was. It involves a story. Who- oh, we met. Uh, uh, before you do that, hang on. We met card ladder people, too. Again, I make fun of Chris and, and Josh sometimes, too, and have a good time doing it. And Christina. They were great in person as well. So we met a ton of good people also. What's your... So it involves a story that from a person that we won't say who it was from, but they basically pointed out how they were told that Card Ladder paid Not Card Ladder. Card Ladder is the people I just talked about. That Sports Card Investor paid to not have these people at a certain event. Oh, like other Um, content creators. They didn't want other people there at the Dallas Card Show. Yeah. So my question is, I've noticed that there's been a lot of like just repost and love and commenting back and forth from the people who put on the show. Uh, but there hasn't been any of our posts or responses to our comments. And I just question if there was anything involved there. Oh, you think like some of these people reach out to the national and like, we're like, Hey, pump us up, you know, make us look good or don't pump up other people. I heard that. Yeah, I was there for that story actually. So first of all, we heard it firsthand from the people who heard it from the guy. I think the guy who throws Dallas is Kyle. Let me just tell you right now, first, and you know this, and I allow this in the group too. You can come into our Facebook group, any one of our socials, and just blast me, blast Jesse, how much you hate the show. I don't censor any of that. I really fundamentally believe in true, true freedom of speech. Hate speech obviously is taken out. That's different. But free speech. 
You know, mm-hmm. I, I think that is good for the hobby. I cannot stand those idiots we were just talking about. Uh, I guess they're good for the hobby to some people, right? I don't like them, but I like that they are able to do what they do. Yeah. When I heard the thing about the Dallas Card Show, I know some people in the hobby question how big our reach is. No problem. I'm just going to say this right now. Make sure it's on camera. Sorry. If I hear that we're going to go to the Dallas Card Show, we're not allowed to film or talk about content there because Jeff or other people tried to buy that space, I'm going to go on a tirade like you've never seen before. Not on this podcast, but I will go live on every one of our other socials and blast the show. Kyle, who tried to apparently leverage money, which is a joke. I'll blast Jeff, his whole operation, everybody but Ben because I like Ben. For you to try to just buy out so you can't have other content creators in a space, I you think you're mad at your whatever stupid day job. I am fuming right now. When I heard this, I was ready to lose my mind because oh. I think it is just fundamentally one of the best ways to suppress interest in a, in a hobby. There are plenty of people who like other podcasts who hate this one. I like that they like that one for no other reason than it keeps them in the hobby. And I think everybody should feel that way. If everybody at least has interest in the hobby, no matter who's getting them there or where they're getting their info, it is important to have differing opinions in this thing. And just because one guy who sets up on camera and is fake as a Ken Barbie doll likes to flash around all his, you know, his team of people, you know, I wasn't going to say any of this. And you got no, me going. I know. I, I, I know. Would, I'm going to I'm going to be done now. But I'm just going to tell you, if I ever were to go to a car show and they said that, I would just ask. I would just tell Simmons, Bill, whatever you can spare for crew, I'll pay everybody's expense to come down. We'll videotape everything because they're not throwing the ringer and Spotify out. None of these people are that big. I'll pay for everything. On my dime, Bill, all the free content in the world just to expose that type of crap because that really, really made me angry. And I want to say this as a caveat. If this is not true, if that's not the case, if none of that happened. It's true. It's absolutely true. The guy, I know the guy who told us. I'm just saying if we heard it, it could have, it's probably been told to other people too. I'm so I'm just lose saying. My, oh, man. You should have waited till after mail. What's the next question? What the next idiot have? That guy's great. Um, Sorry, there was my white knight justice moment. Okay, go. Oh, well, we should have should have saved it for angry and short on our YouTube page, guys. Make sure you're checking it. That's out. coming out tomorrow. There'll be more of that. It'll be more more detailed. Next, Yehuda Rosenblatt, who we also got to meet in person and got to learn how to pronounce his name. Yeah, I need a happy email. Uh, he says, my impressions from the national, it was awesome, but I did 90% of my deals at the trade nights. Yep. Any chance SCN does a trade night? I thought this would be a lot of fun. Eddie's been talking about this with geo breaks. Like, Hey, getting together, like listeners, people from the break group, rent out a venue invite mm-hmm. only type thing. Um, yeah. Wait, Eddie wants to do one in California. I was thinking we do one here. Well, it depends. I think Eddie's open. I think a lot of it depends on the whole COVID pandemic. If it starts up again, where we are there. Sure, sure. Uh, but yeah, I think that's a cool, I think it's an awesome venue and feature. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you right now, I wouldn't allow other content creators there. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, uh, we have I'm, fun. I am seething. Oh, my goodness. Hey, we're both on the same page. It feels good. You understand um, where I'm coming from? This is not even a card discussion. I 100%. Here's the thing. I 100% am on the same page. I agree with everything you're saying. However, mm, I and I'm like this with everything. If I'm not sure. there to witness it happen, I like to give still a little benefit of the doubt that maybe someone exaggerated or maybe someone got something wrong. Fair. So, so the caveat then, if that is not, if the situation did not go down like it was just described to us, I take back literally everything. Yes. If it went down that way, and I don't care who did it, if any content creator was like, I just want exclusive reign over this place. Yeah. With other things, I have no issue with Monopoly. If a breaker wanted to buy everything out and do it himself and be the only breaker there, I don't care. Mm-hmm. 
but content creation is information. Freedom of the press. Again, I'm sounding like a whack job here, and I'm not trying to, but it's true. I just fundamentally, I think some of those things are very important. And for people to just think you can walk in there with a big wallet and a fake you know, veneer smile and, and get away with it. I go back to my Pesci statement. If Joe Pesci's here, we're not talking about any of this. So, okay, this we're done. Sir. Next. <laughs> um, we got to do a few more, too. We got to give them some time after the debacle on Friday. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, let's see. You're not getting back Scott, to your job today. <laughs> Scott. No, no, I was out anyway. <laughs> no. Scott Thomas from the Facebook. Based on your experience at the National, what trends will we see in the hobby for the rest of 2021 and beyond? Football is going to pick up. Football was very busy yes. and continuing to get busy. I think football is going to be the biggest mover for the next few months. Obviously, basketball will ramp up. One thing we did not hear a lot of talk about was the NBA draft. Talk about a boring NBA draft. Oh, did I that mean, even happen? Yeah. yeah I heard I baseball all the time, but nothing about basketball. I don't know how many people are just Cade Cunningham, the number one pick to Detroit. His cards are going to sell really well, but I don't think he's going to sell as high as LaMelo. I don't think anybody is going to sell that high. I, I think this is going to be a very slow year for basketball until we see these rookies on the court. So I would not go crazy with like buying up basketball stuff early. Like some of these guys go out and load up on retail product. I think I'd wait to see what the market does for these kids first because I, there's just not as much buzz as the past few years because we've been spoiled by some of these draft classes. But this year in particular, I mean, okay. Ronick, well, you follow- know, Ronick knows about this. Ronick, I mean, aside from Cade Cunningham, like who who's the stars in this draft that compare anywhere near the last few years of NBA drafts? I think uh, the thing is there are some star potential players, but they're very high risk. So like Jalen Green, Jalen Suggs, they could be really big stars, but it's kind of a question mark. So people aren't really sure. Do you remember? I mean, at least in the last three years, this is by far has the least hype and buzz around it. Is that is that your consensus? I think if Lamella wasn't in the last draft, that would have been that's boring drafts. Yeah, so I think this class actually, yeah, I think it's a good comparison. This class is a lot like last year, but without Lamella, who happened to not only play well, but be like an international social star. Uh, But yeah, I I think it's going to be an interesting year for wax prices in basketball, early on at least. Um, Okay, so follow up on that question from Donovan Barnes. He's curious to hear, what's your game plan on when to sell football cards, whether that be preseason, midseason, postseason? So the only guy I'm real heavy on holding right now is Tua, and I'm holding until he really plays. And Mahomes, now I got that big card. I've got a couple Herberts left. I will hold. I've only invested, though, in guys who I think are going to play really well. Um, so I will hold them. Tua, as soon as he gets on a regular season tear, he's gone. Herbert, the same thing. Mahomes, to me, is toward the end of the playoffs slash Super Bowl. Um, I'm going to start buying Rondale Moore with gold standard. He's kind of a he's a quick trigger for me. He has a big two or three weeks in a row. He's gone. Uh, but for the other guys, I'm kind of a hold, you know, Mahomes longer term just to see what he does. He gets on a pace where it's like, hey, he's going to win a unanimous MVP. I'm not selling after two weeks when he's thrown for a thousand yards. I want to see what he does, you know, for the course of the season. OK. Um, and as far as some of these guys go, though, we kind of talked about this, like the the Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert type of guys. That's more of a if you already have him, then maybe you look to sell. But probably not a good idea to be buying right now just because he's so high like you he has to perform at top notch just to maintain pricing yeah in general i don't like the like that's why i said the herbert trade to me was one that fundamentally i'm totally against walter payton for herbert i got good value so i wanted to move it but in general yeah i would not be buying herbert and even burrow i thought we were going to have a chance to buy burrow but his prices have already rebounded so strong despite him not coming back healthy yet if you're going to look to buy somebody now i think there's room with tua 
think there's a lot of room with Jalen Hurts because I think he's going to play well. And now, you know, another guy we don't talk about a lot, Mac Jones is getting quite a bit of talk up in New England. Belichick will never tell anybody what he's actually going to do until it happens. But I do think there's a chance we see Mac Jones on the field this year, and I didn't think that a couple weeks ago. I was kind of higher on Cam. But, yeah, I think there's some guys out there, but the top, absolute top-of-the-line guys, Herbert Burrow, I don't, to me, it's not a great buy. It's too high of a price. Okay. Um, Barry Craver from the Facebook, in your opinion, what is the biggest advantage to doing business at these kinds of shows besides the obvious offering amount and relationship building? Is it better pricing? No. Because no <laughs> eBay fees? Yeah, Certainly not say. better pricing. Yeah. It's nostalgia. You know, the Wilt and Bill Russell, if I'm looking at that mm-hmm. picture online for 2400 the first thought in my head is, yeah, but it's it's 200 bucks too much. In the grand scheme of things, it doesn't matter. It's 200 bucks, right? But on online, I would do that. In person, it's like I've already made the effort to go to this booth. I've haggled back and forth. I'm holding it. I like how it looks. I think it's that nostalgia, personal touch thing more than anything. It's like, I'm just here. Let's. Th- I sold the card to, to Ryan from, uh, is it Card Talk Pod? Is that? The- card Talk, yeah. Just okay. Card Talk. Uh, sold it to Ryan. I sold it to Jim Brown for 2200 bucks. I don't think he would have paid that much. Like To me, he's just there. He sees it in person. It's an awesome card, so he buys it. The price was too high. It's a $2,000 card. I sold it for $2,200. I was asking $2,500. I wouldn't sell that, though. Like, if somebody offered me less than $25 online, I probably wouldn't even do it. So from a seller's perspective, though, it's like, hey, here's $2,200 cash. Okay, we're done. It's over. But yeah, I just think there's something about in person. You get to see how unique and how cool some of these things are. Rich Moy, do you think SGC's presence at the National will impact uh, resale of basketball cards in their slabs? He says he thought their answer to why there's a gap is pretty sound. Very little. I mean, I think it'll, it doesn't hurt. Is he going to help it overnight? No. I think SGC is still a slow build, but I think it's building still. So, yeah. Okay. That's a very standard. It's kind of the same status quo as it's been. I think we're going to keep seeing small growth. Okay. Since, uh, I'm sorry, Evan Michael, uh, since numbered cards are a focus. Two first names. Interesting. <laughs> Since numbered cards are a focus for many right now, how do you decide if an NT or flawless card is worth the express costs at BGS or PSA? Is SGC in play for these cards in resale? For small cards, it is. Like if the card's only worth 100 bucks raw and a gem's going to double it, well, for 100 bucks you can't send it back in a PSA. Same principles as a non-numbered card, though. Actually, it's exactly the same. If it's a Mahomes which, by the way, I got to hold my first ever NT Mahomes RPA, which was ridiculous, worth like a quarter of a million dollars. That'll be I, on YouTube. Yeah, I mean, if I if I pull that Mahomes card, yeah, it's going to cost me more. It's going to take longer. It's going to PSA or BGS, like no question. But it's the same principle. If it's small stuff, you're looking to flip and turn and burn and make money. Stuff under 500 bucks raw, SGC is the play. I, 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 the numbers are just there, period. All right, I think I've got like two more questions here. Give me a couple more. Eb. Or Abe, I don't know. E-B-E is Ramirez. His name. Yeah. Yeah. Is it Abe? I have no idea. <laughs> okay. Ramirez it is. With the high point run, with the, I'm sorry, the, with the high print runs of product like Select and Prism, does it make more sense to steer away from these products and focus on ones that don't have a retail format? I do like that in general, although Prism is a beast no matter what. It's overproduced, so that's why we saw such a harsh correction uh, with their stuff this year, with Luca Base being, you know, 40% of what they used to be or whatever. But now select, I like, but I like the numbered variations. Like I, that's why I don't mess around with select base or select silvers even a whole lot because there is so much out there now. 
I mean, Panini talked about that when they were on the show. They're making four times more retail than they ever have before. I like Hobby Exclusive, but Prism, I like Prism for what it is. And Select doesn't sell like Prism anyways, so I don't hate it because it doesn't cost you what Prism does. Yes, it's going to be overproduced, but you can still pull some big cards out of it. Maybe long-term, I don't love the effect of having too much produced. But in the short-term, especially with Numbered, I like both those products. Okay. Tim Gilman from the Facebook. The Gil. We got to meet Tim from Slabstrong, by the way. Oh, That guy's a hoot. That's a fun guy. Jesse may or may not have given him a head massage. (laughs) He He liked that. Uh, Based on most of the pricing and sales made at the National, is the market heading towards the high-end stars continuing to push the market? But base cards going down the toilet due to overproduction, lack of scarcity? Yes and no. Base cards, I mean, the high-end, big-time stuff. I think that Mahomes sold at the show for over $4 million. Um, Yeah, the big stuff is still going to sell extremely high. I don't think that's slowing down. It hasn't, despite the other dip. But I don't think base cards are in the toilet now. I mean, base cards are still selling. They're just at, a, at I think we're at the leveling off point now. So they're at the reasonable pricing, not like the yeah, crazy Yeah, I think they're reasonable... Right. I don't think you're going to see all of a sudden like, you know, PSA drops another 100,000 cards this month and hey, we're, you know, we've these cards are worth 10% of what they were in August. I I don't I think we're past that. We've seen I think we've seen the biggest dip happen. That's mailbag. All done. Huh? Just like that. Ooh. Just like that. Wham, you, from where you started to where you came, pal. Listen, you got me angry at the end. Now I'm you were mad to start. Now I'm ready to fly. Oh, when boy. we're serving this many lollipops, we're going to get licked. That's a fact. I don't know. I don't know that needs to be said once. Twice is more than question, but three times is <laughs> three. really pushing it. Guys, um, check out our YouTube. I feel bad for the Tyree. Now I was all happy this weekend. Now you come gonna be back here yelling about all them idiots. Oh, we were. It's in a such shame a good too, because honestly, man, so many of the people we met were so much more genuine than I thought they were gonna be. I oh. like I really enjoyed the show. Yeah. So, it was a lot in of general, fun. great show. No question. Uh we'll be back this week on Thursday, not Friday. From here. We have zero interesting guests, although we have quite a few lined up now that we're like, hey, we'd come on sometime. So I think we're going to have another guest or two over the course of August. We go to extremes. One every show, then we don't have one for a month and a half. Like, it's ridiculous. So, and Simmons pops in unannounced. No one knows what he's doing. It's ridiculous. (laughs) He's not canceling us, so that's a good thing. He is absolutely not canceling us. Oh, look at you. Look. I have confidence. Positivity. I feel great about life. I love how many people came over and just like, stop worrying, man. It's going to be fine. It's great. It was fun. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to put a number on it. I don't even know. But it was it was in the thousands, I think, realistically, of people we met over the weekend. But yeah. you're there for four days, just constant traffic. The yeah. amount of hands shaked was pretty ridiculous. So, And I don't think either of us got COVID, which is a complete surprise. Hard to say. No way I mean, of knowing. I mean, we both vax. Who knows? No way of knowing. All right, no there way. you go. Sports Cards Nonsense brought to you by the Ringer Podcast Network. We're powered and paid by Spotify, but we're available anywhere you get your podcasts. We'll be back Thursday. Oh, last thing I did forget to mention. Talk about two of the best dudes we met. I finally got to meet Vernon in person. Chris oh, and his yeah. producer, John, his buddy, John. They were awesome. Dude, and Chris, William. Don't forget. And William. Shout yep. out. Vernon was the man. Dude, he was just as cool as I thought he'd be. So we had a good time with him. And Adam Lefko twice went out of his way to like come over and hang out from TNT. Oh, yeah. He got He's himself cool. a really nice uh, Dwayne Wade RPA while he was there. That's what I mean, though. Big time dudes who just come up to you like they're nobodies. Like I thought, I, yeah, those guys were super cool as well. So nice to meet the Ringer family. It was nice to meet some people. It was. Yeah. Um, also, I forgot Doug, our video editor, video who just I mean, we took a chance on it, but I think we've had a really positive response. I mean, especially for someone we never met before. So. I don't know if it's your phone. I, it, 
The video for day two looked like garbage to me. Just the quality of the video. Is it the phone? It's probably the phone, but also sometimes I question what you're watching it on because if you're if you don't have a good internet connection, it may put you on standard definition. I question but a lot. Nonetheless, I will say next time, next time we will have a better camera because yes, it was all on my phone. It's all 1080p. Uh, but I really plan on getting a better camera. So no, I, I was high, happy with it. Yeah, so def. all the all the trade days, like national coverage, like the coverage of our day at the national are all, are all going to be. I think we have a couple up now. We're going to release a couple over the next few days. So yeah, Sports Cards Nonsense YouTube. Check that out as well. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, wherever, whatever. We're trying to build it out and be real popular with everybody in the world. And this because will be sports, my full-time job. Because sports cards are fun. <laughs> Bye, Dell. Talk to you later. <laughs> Bye.